Welcome back to the Stadium Journey Podcast. Thanks for hanging in there. It's been a long time. We're glad to be back, and we're really glad you joined us. So uh, our website, stadiumjourney.com, that's what brings us all here. We are the world leader in sports travel information. We've got reviews of over 2,600 stadiums from all around the world. I think our last count is 31 different countries. How many countries are there? 120-something? So, you know, it's a good dent. Oh, don't, don't ask me. No. I thought it was like 180. <laughs> no, no. Yeah, I don't know. Whatever. Anyway, 31 is a pretty good number, I think. <laughs> and we are more than just an awesome website. You can connect with us on our social media channels at Stadium Journey. You can find audio versions of this Stadium Journey podcast by searching HIAC Talk Radio wherever you look for your favorite podcasts. Or go to HIACTalkRadio.com. Oh, the website's back. I forgot. It's yes. So happy. It's been so long since we all got together. Uh, let's see. Been. If you're looking for a video simulcast of the podcast, you can go to Stadium Journey's YouTube page. And our classic back catalog can still be found all these years later at vocnation.com. And to be part of our live studio audience, we record live every other Tuesday night, going forward anyway, at 7 o'clock Eastern at danlaw.tv. And the gang is all here. Dave Cotney's here joining us live from the Rogers Center in Toronto. He's at a Blue Jays game, but he's hiding in a corner somewhere, so people don't look at him funny right now. You can follow him at ProFan. Too late. Uh, people look at him funny anyway, but, you know, nah. he's trying to minimize that. Well, yeah. they're, if they're in a pennant chase, he could just sit there in the front row. Nobody will say anything. They're very mm. quiet at Blue Jays games. Whole story <laughs> about Earl Weaver screaming at a whole section of fans just to shut up, and they did. Yeah. That was back in the 70s, though. Mark Viquez is here with a special guest presenter. Follow him yes. at Ballpark Hunter. Mr. Socks. Or Zuri? It sucks. I want to see what was going on. If only Socks could talk. You're doing better than the White Sox. So congratulations. Yes, yes. It's There's an incredible stat I saw about the White Sox and their 500 record over their entirety of being. Pretty interesting. Oof. The other guy is here, Dan Calachico. Follow him at Dan Law 83 and I'm Paul Baker. You can follow me online at RI. All right, so everybody, so remember when you were a kid in school and when you went back to school in September or in Mark's case, what, July? <laughs> <laughs> August 1st. Yeah, it might as well be July. And the first thing you had to do in the first week was write an essay and give a speech about what you did last summer. Well, today's podcast, that's what we're going to do. We have been busy all summer. It's been about six weeks since we got together. And the last time that we actually put the journey in Stadium Journey was about Memorial, was around Memorial Day. So it's time to do it again. It's our version of I Know What You Did Last Summer. So, uh, Dave, since you've got limited time and you're running on cell data, we're going to let you go first and recap. Rogers, Rogers data. Recap no, your uh, summer. <laughs> no, I have, I'm on Bell, actually. So I'm not, I don't even have a Rogers phone. You don't do free, uh, free Wi-Fi there? I don't trust it. Uh, no, no, I, that's you know one of those. It's one of those things where you know if you're a Bell guy and you got to try and use the Rogers Wi-Fi, like I don't know, your phone explodes or something like that. So you just don't, you just don't mess with that stuff. And uh, Bo Bichette just got on base and drove Vlad to third. So it's a little crazy around here. Uh, it's also Marcus Stroman returning to Toronto for the first time since like the glory days of the backflip. So uh, that's pretty exciting. But D does yeah. he talk, does he talk trash about them? Like he does for the Mets? 
No, he uh, he actually had said some no. really glowing, beautiful things about okay. living in Toronto and how awesome it was and whatnot. All right. So uh, he got a good vote, uh, ovation when he headed out to the to the bullpen today. So gave everybody a wave, and that was uh, everybody was pretty happy with that. So nice. But yeah, right. uh, here we are at the Rogers Center, and there goes the organ. So um, not like the yeah, organ fell well, down the stairs. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> We, uh, I guess when we were off, I, I, I kind of, I did what Mark told me to do. So I, I did the whole <laughs> inter-county league because he was, he was crying that we didn't have all the reviews. Yeah. So yeah, we polished off all the reviews. A little bit. Um, yeah. Went, actually finished up well and again, uh, with, a, that was the last review. By far, it was the best, uh, just a whole different vibe. Um, the inter-county league is, is old. It's like 1919. It's all stuffy and whatnot. And these guys in Welland are, are sort of flipping everything upside down. And, I mean, it's not too earth chattering for what we see because we're used to seeing, like, you know, minor league baseball, right? And that's all they're doing is they're, they're ramping up the promos and all that kind of stuff. And it reminded me a lot of, of kind of the St. Paul Saints. Like, they were putting nice. pulling a lot of that kind of stuff um, out. So, yeah, actually, in, in like a, a, a two- or three-day period, I went from – from Christy Pitts in Toronto, which is is the is free. It's like it's where you would play your beer league baseball. As bare bones um, as it gets, yeah, by the picture. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's 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 a tough spot to get to. Um, you know, I've heard, yeah. It's yeah, and then I went to a, the whole different extreme with with Wellen. So and Wellen had a, I, I feel good for them because they're busting their butts down there. They had a really good year. Uh, there was a three-way tie for first place between Welland and London and, and London won last year and Guelph, who was off uh, last year, but Guelph got Dalton Pompey, who was kind of, and also ran with the Jays. So I think that kind of elevated Guelph a lot, but uh, yeah, you know, finish it off. If you're interested in the Intercounty League, go to the website because you can see all of the, all of the reviews there. So I yeah. guess I have to do like the, the countdown, uh, article up. Yeah, no, go for it. Else, nobody else did I, them. So. Good, no, I mean, I've only been to London, so I couldn't tell you uh, any of those other ballparks. Uh, but yeah, Ryan uh, Harrison over in uh, Welland had a conversation with him on my podcast, and it that place sounds like a lot of fun. So I'm glad we were able to go out there. And uh, did you meet him? Did he say something to you, or was that I, someone else? I, I'm pretty sure it was him. I walked into the building, <laughs> and right away the guy was there. He saw my shirt. Oh, Stadium Journey's here! The guy's like, "Yeah, here we are." Two steps in, he's like, "Where's our review?" Like, okay, I love going it's to the little shot. places. Yeah, yeah, I love it. Yeah. That happened to me too. Hey, they know us. Journey. They know us. Yeah, Nashua saw me coming. Yeah, love it. So that was cool. Uh, I'm not going to go over everywhere that I've been, but a, a couple highlights. Uh, Columbus crew went down to see the new lower.com field. Oh man, that place yeah. is amazing. It fits right in with their whole arena district. Uh, and, and just the vibe in there is amazing. It's, it's open, but it's closed. It's, it, I mean, it, it reminded me a lot of Minnesota and reminded me a lot of Cincinnati. Um, but just a little bit different. And if you, you know, if you're in Columbus, Ohio, and you got a concession stand from Schmidt Sausage House, oh, I know, oh, you yeah. know 
it's the thing. So I had to go with the the famous cream puff, but they have the black and gold, which is uh, special to the Columbus crew. Black and uh, black and gold, uh, chocolate drizzle and banana cream. So it was it was awesome. <laughs> Probably the highlight. Uh, funny enough, though, we had a, a pause in the action because there was a lightning in the area. And so we hung around for about a half hour and we're like, okay, you know what? That's enough. There's only like 15 minutes left in the game. So we headed back. And on the way back, we walked past Huntington Park, which is where the Columbus Clippers play. They're still playing. <laughs> so we got shut down, not a raindrop in sight. We got shut down at the crew, walking down the street, and they're still playing baseball. So, um, you know, any, well, any you know, soccer, soccer types, players. You know, who, who are like, you know, wimpy base talking about wimpy baseball players. I mean, there's your, there's your thing right there. <laughs> so that was, that was really a, a highlight uh, of the summer. And then I guess, I guess the other thing that I would have to talk about is uh, going to the stadium journey convention in Minnesota in St. Paul. Um, and wow, what a, what a blast that was. Uh, uh, if you're if you're interested, uh, Paul and I did an obstructive views on the St. Paul Saints. It's already up and ready to go, and it's uh, it's a pretty darn good one, I would say. Um, you know, I, I think Paul said you know we had really high expectations going in, uh, and Mark, that was all your fault because you just like totally, totally. Uh, was I wrong? Place. Was I wrong? Yep. You know what? Actually, actually, in in not not wrong, but up, over a little overselling on my. In when, my opinion, when you walk up, the, the, the oh. physical ballpark is like, yeah, it's okay, right? Like it doesn't jump out at you. Um, it, I mean, it's far oh, from the selling. best looking. It's far from the best looking ballpark, but once you get in and once you see what's going on, and uh, and that museum, the the city of baseball museum is is awesome. I absolutely love that. Um, the uh, little rotating hand painted baseballs for all of the honored members uh which include charlie comiskey so see now we see, know that, why that's mark, new mark loved the now we know why mark loved the uh the saints so much because well, the, like they're they're his team like they the original saints were owned by charlie comiskey and he got see, that's st yeah. paul and he moved them to become the white, white Sox. Sox. well see that's Isn't new that those balls yeah those that ball is new that that wasn't there when i went there uh Overselling it, I thought that that looked like it was jam packed full of fans. Uh, their it, gift shop you know, is a little bit, it's a little. Their their gift shop's all too small. It, it suffers like oh, Indianapolis much, Indians, yeah, yeah. ridiculously yeah. small, and it's like stuff is like falling off the shelves because they don't know what to do with it. You know, well, it, you know what's funny about the Saints, and it has to do with the gift shop too, is that um, a place that is so much outside the box, like the Saints and what they do and all of their crazy promotions and, and, and the usher and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. The pig, uh, they have Madonna. the most, they, they have the most traditional name ever. Right. Yeah. And the most and logo. traditional. Well, yeah, it's, it's, yeah. it's, it's, it's so bizarre. It, I, I wonder if like, if the powers that be wish they could change it. And, you know, if, any, if anywhere that you'd expect them to have some wacky, crazy, minor league yeah. baseball they, yeah. it's probably there i, I never i've <laughs> never thought about that like yeah they do have That's a very a point and I, and I love that interlocking stp it's just such a pretty logo 
Mm-hmm. And, and they've had that since the inception. That had, well, that was remember the Minnesota Fighting Saints of the WHA had had a really cool logo. Maybe the Saints yeah. to do something like that. Yeah, like it's a kid. Yeah, yeah. No, I think didn't the the Hershey Bears have a junior B team that has a similar logo? No yeah. idea. <laughs> yeah. No, you're right. Yeah, you're right. It's uh, that Saints logo. I remember that Fighting Saints. Yeah, yeah. And anyway, before I go, probably the last place I want to talk about, and and this was exciting for me to see, you know, Paul get uh, excited (laughs) about a soccer game. So, yeah, Minnesota United FC, Allianz Field. It was because they scored eight goals. They did score eight goals. That was was pretty darn cool. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And, uh, yeah, there was a ton of scoring. But another, it's just amazing, amazing place. Uh, You know what they've done in Major League Soccer? They really found the, the point. The, the population point, right? So these nice little 25, 25,000 seat stadiums where you don't have like a bazillion empty seats, you get the, the perfect number in there. And and all of the newest ones that I've seen, Minnesota, Cincinnati, um, uh, what's the other one? Columbus. They all have like the, the ultimate kind of supporter section. So it's all standing. It's very steep. It's in the end. Uh, often in Columbus, it's the Nordeck. In in um, Nord- Minnesota, in, in, in Minnesota, it's Wonderwall. And uh, and man, if you don't if you don't like soccer, like you yeah. can just sit near the supporters, and they go crazy. Just watch the show there. It's yeah, it's, it's Elvis. Yeah, it's Elvis in Columbus. I think it's called the Nordeca, but I've heard it say two two different ways. So I'm not 100 percent sure. I just did a video on that, and I was like, "How do I say the Nordeck? Is it Nordeck or Nordeca?" So, I yeah, yeah, but yeah. We had we had a blast there. Um, one thing I and we've got a, a an obstructed views kind of in the hopper. It's being edited right now. I'm hoping to have it out next week. Uh, one thing we didn't even talk about in that is they have a, a hand operated scoreboard way up top above the giant like the giant the giant yeah. bar. Mark, you if you would have gone there. You would have never hung out with us. You would have been in the beer hall for the whole match. <laughs> I, yeah, I probably would have. Yeah, no, definitely. It takes it's, up one whole end zone. It was, it was incredible. Yeah, and no, it was I, packed. It was I, packed. I, yeah, and, and you know, it's like going to Cincinnati and Columbus. I'm sure that, yeah, I'm sure that, and that's the thing I miss. I, I love St. Paul yeah. Saints, but I definitely would love to get to a Minnesota United game. That was a strong that appeal. Guy was out. That guy was out. They gunned him out at second. <laughs> Oh. So anyway, that's kind of that's kind of the highlights. Um, you know, it's 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 uh, almost sad to say that I have to go back to school next week. I, this week, actually, but uh, <laughs> this week, you know, going <laughs> this week, yeah. Hey, uh, Thursday. Some of us are not Thursday teachers. Don't get the summers off. Well, yeah. you know, I, I'm all for you. Get you letting all your all your uh, all your subjects out so you can have two months off, Paul. No. And, <laughs> No, 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 way. no, no. Okay. That's, that can't happen. No, no, no. Anyway, not gonna, uh, we're not going to release 250 prisoners into the wild. Okay. So I guess that's a good thing. I guess that's a good thing if you live in Massachusetts that uh, all of all of Paul's prisoners are not leaving anytime soon. At least not just because they feel like it. <laughs> they will but leave anyway, when they have been properly rehabilitated. Perfect. Uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to bail uh, to my... My son's baseball team game, so uh, we're supposed to hit the uh, hit the jumbotron at the end of the sixth. So 
we'll see if uh, if any of the boys do something stupid on the big screen, and uh, we'll get we'll get pictures, post those up for sure. But uh, yeah, uh, good summer. So hope you guys have a good summer. I look forward to uh, hearing what you guys have to say, and I will catch you later from Toronto. See ya. All right, Dave. Enjoy the game, man. Thanks for joining us on location. That happens sometimes. It does. I think we've all done the show from location at one time yeah. or another. Yeah, we've all. And sometimes it comes in really crappy, and, and sometimes it comes in pretty good, like that. Yeah, so. you, you came in pretty good. That, that so, good Canadian Wi-Fi up there. So just <laughs> to clarify, points. yeah, just to clarify what David said, he, um, I actually, when we all got together at St. Paul at the Saints game, um, we took a group photo outside, really nice picture, right by the main entrance. And I had to run back to my car. I had forgotten something in my car. So everybody else went in. I went down. So I kind of circled the, the park myself. And it was just, it was really crowded and stuff. And this was my first impression. I went over to, it was Dave and Lloyd Brown. And I said, geez, I was expecting a whole lot more of this place. I think it's a little overrated. But then by the end of the night, after really checking it out, I like, I really like, like the place. So I'm not saying it was bad or just, <laughs> I, I, I think the last review was like a 4.71. And my, my review would have been maybe just a couple points lower. So oh, okay, not, okay. not that it was bad at all, but. No. Well, I, I, I can tell you this. I There's one AAA ballpark I went to this summer that had me rethinking, you know, because like last year I went to Durham and I said, you know what? I'm a little bit confused. I like Durham a lot. It's a lot, you know. So, yeah, there's a ballpark I'll talk about that. Uh, I was like, wow, this place is kind of cool. I never thought about it. And it was well, my second. You, yeah. You just jump right in. It, well, yeah, jump right in. OK, well, you know what? I, I have been to so many ballparks. And I've actually been to a Colts game, but we won't talk about the Colts. We'll save that for another day. Uh, yeah, I God, I don't know where to start either. I, I took a trip out to Texas to see my cousin and pretty <laughs> apologize much apologize for that tweet, Mark. Yeah. I was like, when I was writing, I'm like, <laughs> where the hell did Mark go? I don't remember. I think he said he went to Cincinnati for something. Okay. Yeah, no, I was. Yeah, no, I went to a Reds game. I, I went to some baseball <laughs> out there, but uh, you know, that's I don't consider that east, technically it is east from where I am, but it's uh, along the Ohio River border in Kentucky, and uh, I'm sure some people would give you funny looks if you said it was the East Coast. But no, I was in Texas for a good week uh, when it was like 100 degrees outside, and it was nice to go to Minute Maid Park, which uh, is air-conditioned. But I got to tell you something. Minute Maid Park is very small and cramped and a little dark. It's not really it, it's it's nice. I love the uh, I love the outfield areas where the arch seat where the arch entrance are where they have the uh, Hall of Fame for the Astros. A lot of great food and beer there. They have a they have like this little kind of supermarket. You walk in, you scan your credit card, and you just purchase anything you want. and You leave. So they have some. They have this great chicken wing place in there. So they have some. It's a fun place to be. Like you go there to just eat and drink and be merry, and then watch the Astros. You know, win. Hopefully, honestly, and uh, Jose Altuve smacked a home run uh, during the game. Verlander pitched, so you know, it, you know, you're seeing some future Hall of Famers uh, playing. So I was with my cousin and his kids and his wife, and I was actually watching the game. I wasn't roaming around the stadium like I normally do. I was just there drinking beer with him and eating. So it was kind of a fun little experience there. Twenty bucks to park. There's a lot of lots outside. And I was kind of surprised how cheap it was. You know, it could have been very expensive. You know, they could be charging 40 But it's, you know, I thought everything was kind of affordable for, you know, a, a first-class team that's been highly successful the last several years. So Minute Maid Park, my third time there. 
I had a lot of fun. And then the night before, uh, we went to see the Sugarland Space Cowboys, which is their AAA affiliate. It's First time they, yeah. the Space Cowboys. Uh, I, I had like been it. there. I like the name too, and I like the fact that they play the old school rap song by the Johnson Brothers called Space Cowboy. Yippee yay, yippee yay, yippee yay, yay. If you don't know that song, look it up. You'll be addicted to it, hopefully. Uh, but uh, it, it still reminds me of the old Atlantic League double A type of ballpark. But, you know, it has everything you need, food, drink. It has a very massive uh, kid zone. There's a, a pool. There's a splash uh, playground for the kids. There's a center field bar. I didn't see a huge amount of people there. But, you know, it's we'll see what happens. I mean, yeah, Space Cowboys is a great name. Now, they have a they have a I mean, their team shop was just full of just all sorts of different merchandise. They really went out with this new space cowboy theme and people were just picking up, you know, hats and, and shirts by the get go. So uh, that was kind of fun to see. And uh, so I go from like some nice ballparks to probably one of the worst ballparks I've ever been to professionally. And it's in the Pecos league shocker, uh, Austin weirdos. Uh, I, I don't even know where, I don't know where to begin. The, uh, one don't thing they have I weird uniforms and stuff. Yeah. They're, I love their uniforms. They have, they probably have one of the best baseball caps in professional baseball. It is such a good cap that they could probably sell that at souvenir stands and people would buy it because they would think it's a hat for Austin. Uh, and I really hope I could talk to the guys who run the team because I think they have something there, but they, they got to find a better ballpark. And I know they didn't want to play at, uh, Parque Zaragoza because it's not really a ballpark. It's it's an old 1947 grandstand that is is not even contoured to look like a, a baseball grandstand. And the you know where the home when the uh, visitors come to play, there's a giant tree that they sit on as the bench, <laughs> and the other side is just a small little dugout. It's not even a dugout. It's like a city field. There's no food there. Uh, there's a, a porta potty. And one thing I do like is when you walk into the stadium, they say, hey, if you want any beer, get it out of this cooler. We can't sell it to you, but we'll take donations. So, <laughs> honor system. Can, yeah, honor system. So if you give them a buck, they're fine. If you give them five, they're okay. And uh, if you give them five and take two, they'll be cool with that. Uh, but one thing I did like is in East Austin, which is near all these great like outdoor patio taco places that have margaritas and street tacos and, you know, drinks. And those places are always packed. And that's kind of, it's kind of the cool thing to do in Austin is go to those places. So nice neighborhood, you get free beer. They got a great hat, but I mean, that ballpark is uh, like, you're just wondering what the heck did I just walk into? Aren't you know, a lot of the Pecos league ballparks kind of like that little smaller places and stuff. Yeah, you know, they're not because I went to another Pecos League in Weimar, and that's a beautiful 1947 ballpark that is okay. kept up really well. It's a covered grandstand. It's made out of wood, seats about 2,000, and they they do a great job there with upkeeping the stadium. It's just, yeah, there's some other ballparks that, yeah, they're quite, quite questionable by their ballparks. So, you know, Weimar was very nice, but I don't think they attracted a lot of folks this year. And then the Austin weirdos, just, I don't think anybody who goes there would, would want to come back. <laughs> it's, uh, you know, I, I don't know. And I, and I talked to the guys who are running it and 
you know, they want to get a grill out there and a stage and maybe have food and, and maybe have like areas where they can sell merchandise. I think their merchandise is really nice. Like my cousin's boyfriend bought a hat and, and he wears that constantly. He loves it. Just thinks it's such a cool looking hat. And, uh, but uh, I went to a few other ballparks. Uh, one of them that I started questioning, maybe this is one of my favorite AAA, uh, the Round Rock Express. That would be the uh, okay. the Dell Diamond. I, I always want to call it the Dow Diamond, but that's up in Michigan. The Dell Diamond. I got to tell you something. This is I've been there. Fun yeah. Little, uh, yeah, I went there the first time like five years ago. I was like, okay, it's cool. Went there now. And I was like, man, this place. You know, I think the last time I went there, it was there was nobody there for whatever reason. This year, this place was packed. It was beer night. It was bring your dog to the ballpark. Nice. My cousin went there with her boyfriend and her daughter and their dogs. They have four dogs. They had fun. There is a cool VR batting cage they have. Uh, there's also a, a center field bar. There's a swimming pool area that, you know, was packed. Uh, I love the food there. I love how each concession stand has its own little unique kind of logo and flair to it. Mexican barbecue. Uh, they had this banana dog with peanut butter on it and honey. Uh, they have this uh, double deck seating area. They have like a yep. beer garden. It's not a beer garden. I think it's a, there's a beer area for craft beer. Uh, my only problem with them is the prices. I felt that uh, their beers were about 12 bucks. It's a lot uh, for, for the miners. Yeah. yeah, it's a lot. And it, I think it was $15 to park, which I had a press pass for that game. So I was able to get in, uh, but 15 bucks is mm. quite a bit for, the miners. I was like, damn, mm. like, good Lord, $15. What y'all doing? And, and, I, I and they just, got the captive park in there. So that's your only choice. Yeah. And that's like the only, the only choice. And I, I just, yeah, I was, a, I was just a little bit shocked by that. I thought those prices were a little bit high. Uh, I, and I think I'm um, bring your dog. I think I bark on the, well, it's, it's called, I don't think it's called bark at the park. It's called like tail wagon Thursday. I believe. I think they're, those tickets are like 14 bucks, but you know, like some ballparks charge you, like some ballparks are weird with the dogs. It's like they'll charge you a small fee to bring your dog in, and other places will charge you, you know, an outlandish fee. So, you know, 14 bucks to bring your dog is no big deal. Uh, you know, and I, you know, my cousin says, yeah, we need to come back here more often with the dogs. It, you know, their dogs just sit there on the lawn and chill, eat popcorn. So, you know, you like to see that. <laughs> you know, you like to get those dog lovers out to the ballpark. So, those are just some of the ballparks I've been to. I've been to some other cities, so I'll let Paul talk uh, before I get well, carried away here. We can go back and forth because, yeah, yeah. I, I took a Why look not? at my stats, Mark, for the summer. Let's yeah. see. Let's put the glasses on here so I can read them. So hmm. um, so we're talking about from Memorial Day to Labor Day, basically. I, I went to 54 games. That's pretty crazy. Yeah. No, I, 28, 28 different venues. 24 baseball parks. Uh, one basketball. Uh, a soccer game, uh, a concert at, at Gillette Stadium, and a tennis tournament. So I would like to start by talking about the tennis tournament. There you go. But what, you were going to say something, I thought. No, but, no. I, yeah, no, no. Go ahead. Yeah, it was a pretty busy summer. I mean, yeah. 25 of those for me working, doing PA for the Rocks. Yeah. But Hey, yeah. And, and you know what? With the Rocks, I actually was on Fox Sports. I was on CBS Sports. And uh, I was on ESPN. Well, my voice was anyway. So that was pretty cool. Got to... Because they, they did features. I don't know if any of you follow, but the Brockton Rocks had five kids yeah. whose dads were all major leaguers this year we're on old. the team. Yeah, so Manny Ramirez's son was on the team, David Ortiz's son, Pedro Martinez's son. Um, 
Keith Folk's son and Gary Sheffield's son were all on the rocks. The rocks had a bad year. They finished in last place, but you know, it brought a lot of attention. And so we had a lot of film crews around all summer. And uh, since I was doing the PA uh, during these features, I got to hear my voice booming out on national TV several times. But anyway, not going to talk about Campanelli stadium at all. Uh, one of my uh, marquee events this summer, we got credentials. Stadium journey got credentials for the hall of fame tournament at the Newport casino down in lovely Newport, Rhode Island. So that was really, uh, you know, I was really excited to be able to cover it. I've been to the tournament before because it's, you know, in a small little city like Newport, you know, it's a summer resort city. So it really is kind of the centerpiece of the sport, the sporting calendar every year. It's held the week after Wimbledon. It's the only grass tournament held outside of Europe. So the timing isn't perfect. So, yeah, you would think having a grass court tournament the week after Wimbledon, you're not going to get the top players in here. And you usually don't. But they couple it with the Hall of Fame Hall of Fame induction. And uh, this year, who was uh, who was inducted? Oh, Leighton Hewitt was inducted. So it was nice to be able to go to a tennis tournament. And if you've never been to a tennis tournament, if you like the sport at all, it's really interesting because there are courts everywhere. And you can just kind of wander the grounds going around and watching people play just inches, literally inches away from you. And they have the main stadium where the big matches are. And that's really nice. There's one at Newport. There's one concourse on the south side, uh, one grandstand, I mean, where, where a lot of people sit. And the other three sides are just tables, picnic tables, basically. So uh, Pam works for a doctor's office down in Newport. So she's got some people who are connected. And one year we were able to go and see the Hall of Fame tournament from one of those nice shady courtside tables. And we were also able to see the Legends tournament that they had one year with John McEnroe and Jim Courier and uh, Andy Murray. I think I forget who else was there, but uh, that was a lot of fun. So you can, Newport is one of those summer cities with a lot to do. You've got the, the Cliff Walk, you've got the Gilded Age Mansion, Gilded Age Mansions, which are footsteps away from the Newport Casino. Newport Casino has nothing at all to do with gambling, by the way. The term casino used to refer to a small villa, like a social really? club. Okay. So that's yeah, that's what casino used to mean. So did not know that. If you check out my review, the origin story of the casino was pretty cool. This was back in the 1800s. You know, Newport High High Society had this one hoity-toity club. A couple of guys got a little bit too drunk one day and one dared the other i dare you dare you to ride your horse up onto the patio of the club and the guy said i'm not riding it on the porch i'm riding right through the damn club rode his horse through the club they kicked both the guys out the guy said i'm gonna go build my own club and that's exactly what they did and then back in the, in the 19 it ha was the site of the original u.s open tennis tournaments for many years until the tournament kind of outgrew the casino the casino's nice. not very big so they moved that to New York City, and in the 50s, they were going to tear the whole thing down to put up a shopping mall, you know, pay paradise, put up a shop, a parking lot. And uh, they fought, they came up with the idea, let's, since this was the site of the first U.S. Open, let's make this the U.S. Tennis Hall of Fame. One guy was sneaking outside the box, they did that, and from there it has grown to be the International Tennis Hall of Fame. They have a tournament there every year. A lot of fun. Uh, you usually get a couple of ranked guys, but you can, if you like tennis, you can get up and close and personal, walk the grounds. You can catch there. I only went one day because of work, and I must have caught like eight matches. It's and the tennis hall of fame's right there, so you can tootle off and check out the museum. 
a really, really good time if you're in the area. So that was the Newport Tennis Hall of Fame tournament. Let's see, what else do I want to talk about? All right, I took my big, uh, took my big summer trip every year. We take a trip somewhere. This year, we took it in conjunction with the Stadium Journey uh, get together. We started off in Minnesota, went through Minnesota, Milwaukee, and uh, Chicago. Not going to talk about every single place we went. So I'll pick out a couple highlights. Um, Wrigley Field. Hadn't been to Wrigley Field in about a dozen years. What a difference in that place yeah. in the last 12 years. I mean, if, before, when you had, if you would have asked me, and yes, I'm a Boston guy. So, yeah, you know, everybody always asks you, Wrigley or Fenway? Wrigley or Fenway? Because they're, they're, they're in a kind of a category by themselves. I would have been Fenway. It's not even close. After being at Wrigley, I'm like, I don't know. They're the same. What the, the improvements that they've made are just amazing. The last time I went, the place, I just found the place dirty and dingy and old. And they've really done a lot of work both to the outside of the ballpark and to the uh, the concourse. And, you know, they've improved the fan experience. I mean, a lot of people don't like the, some of the stuff they've done, like the uh, video boards and stuff. But I think they've done a nice job integrating the old and new. Yeah, it's. Uh, I have not been to the new and improved Wrigley Field. I think I was there right before they did. I used to average a, like a game a year, every other year, and uh, just I knew people that always want to go up to see a game, and then those people still go to the games. They just don't. They just don't invite me. I think because their <laughs> spouses they they like going to the new and improved Wrigley because it has has some modern features to it. Yeah, and you know that's you know I'm always at a White Sox game. I just never make it up to the north side. It's just it's just super easy for me uh, to get to a Sox game. But you know, I, there's still a few more months left in this year, and I'll be in Chicago in September. So, yeah, I, I would love to check it out and and share that share my thoughts with you on that one day. But yeah, you're right. It's it's a it's a much better experience. Even the neighborhood, they really uh, the neighborhood. I didn't oh, yeah. recognize it. Uh, last oh, wow. time we that- went. Last time we went, we stayed in Chicago downtown. We actually stayed right, geez, right on Wanker. We were right downtown, right on the river. Yes. And took the subway. Wacker. Wacker. Yeah. I think Lower Wacker. Lower Wacker. We got kind of lost on, on Lower Wacker this time. Yeah. But anyway, yeah. <laughs> um, we and we took the subway out. And, you know, you get off the subway station, the L. Yeah, and you're and, right and you're right there at the ballpark. But it was grungy and dirty and run down. Now, they, they've torn down a lot of those old buildings and replaced them with new buildings. So it's nice and shiny and new now. Again, mm. a lot of people aren't going to yeah. like that, but it really was unrecognizable to me. Well, well, you know, I love Wrigley. It's a hundred some years old, but you know, you do have to update these ballparks, you know, what was good in 1920, you know, is not good now. And even Wrigley field was, was updated uh, several times, you know, starting right. in, I think the thirties, uh, so yeah, it's I, you know, as long as you can have that charm, because you know, I get it, I get the appeal of Wrigley, uh, of uh, Wrigley Field. You know, when you go there for an afternoon game, the place is packed and you got beautiful skies. You're like, yeah, it's very rare experiences in the major leagues uh, where you get something like this. So yeah, you just you have to appreciate that, and as long as you can retrofit it and keep that charm, but also give you a little bit of uh, the standards of today. Uh, And I think they did a nice job. I haven't been there, but I've seen enough photos and pictures and videos of the place. Uh, But maybe it's time for me to take a look and (laughs) report about it because, yeah, yeah, it's it's, it's a classic. Well, I couldn't get over it where some of those uh, 
what are they called across the street there on the roof the rooftop seats? Rooftops. Some of those, I don't even know if they can see the game from those some of those rooftops because they yeah, are like no, they are chopped way over like behind left field. Like maybe you can see the center fielder play. Yeah, really. No, no, that about that is true. I think that was a concern for many folks. I have never been on a rooftop, uh, but I knew I know people who have, so I should ask them. I said, "Hey, how's the view up there now?" Yeah, yeah. it looks like those uh, scoreboards are in the way for for some of those people. So, yeah, um, I always wanted to go to a day, an afternoon weekday game at Wrigley, and we were able to do that on this on this trip. We actually did a doubleheader, and then we went from there over to uh, the Chicago Dogs at Impact Field. Yeah. 13-mile drive took us 45 minutes. Oh, I can was, believe that. There was some traffic. I can yeah. believe that. So what would you think about uh, the dogs? Uh, imp- well, Impact Field? It was nice and big and wide and clean, and I thought they were going to have like a million different kinds of hot dogs to eat, and they didn't. <laughs> so, so that was kind of disappointing. And I know yeah. I'm uh, two against one here, but a Chicago dog's way better than a Jersey dog. Uh, well, an Italian dog. Well, you know, it's 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 different. It, it is and different. It, it, it is out different. of your goddamn mind. But potatoes on a hot dog. I don't know. It's a meal. A Jersey dog's a meal. It, it is. It's, it's or an Italian dog. It. I don't think it's actually called a Jersey dog. I think they're called no. Italian dogs, right? That's the official name. Uh, no, no. Uh, I, yeah, I, I gotta tell you, I do like. Uh, too bad I should have told you. Gene, Gene and Jude's is like right down the street from uh, her uh, Impact Field in Rosemont. They're known for some great hot dogs, and where they put the French fries on top which is another style of Chicago dog that's not that popular. So it's uh, – oh, I wish I would have told you about that. You guys would have liked that. But – Bumped into a couple of ballpark chasers at, at the dog's room, oh, so that cool. was fun. Got to hang out for a little bit. Well, and how, was, how was the crowd there? It was a small crowd. It was a Friday yeah. night, and it was a very small crowd. Yeah, because every time I go there, you're right. It's a beautiful stadium. Marvelous. I love the design and look and she walked the 360 and it, just, yes. it seemed like there was a lot of space that just yes. wasn't being used. A lot of space that's not being used. It's like when you move into a house and all your furniture isn't there, but I it's been like that the, it, it's been like that for several years. And you're right, it's you know, like it's it's probably a nicer venue construction-wise than maybe St. Paul, because they're in the same league at one time, but like as Walter Mondale told Ronald Reagan back in 1984, where's the beef? You know, <laughs> well, what's going on here? You have a great, you know, can you have a great gift shop, but you know, I, I'm expecting more food. I'm expecting more areas where there's entertainment, like, yeah. you know, sp- like a Plinko plaque or some games, carnival games. Well, they do it, have a kid's play area out. in. Yeah. It, yeah. There is one. It, and it's cheap, you know, it's like four bucks to park your car there in the garage, which is pretty much, uh, you know, near, you know, makes up that backfield entrance. Yeah, but you're right. It seems like there should be a lot more going on there. And you're, you're scratching your head like, where the hell is everybody? Nice neighborhood. It's near a lot. Of, it's right, it's near, right off the highway. Right off. The, I mean, pretty much everybody that drives on. I forget the interstate. I'm. It's 94. 90 and 94. I think it's 90 and 94. Them. Everybody sees it and. But yeah, where the hell is everybody? I mean, there's there's got to be some people in Chicago that just can't make it to a Cubs game all the time, you know, or or and we'll say, hey, let's go see a Chicago Dogs game. I don't know, but I know Schaumburg, which is not too far away. Uh, they have a ballpark. I don't know if you yep. got out there. They, well, they get people. This was really an independent baseball trip for us. We yeah. hit. Seems we like hit. Uh, let's see. One, two, three. 
four, four, four five, five uh, American Association parks and two Frontier League parks. So we hit all of the independent ones around Chicago. That was, that was a lot of fun. Double header, double header, double header. So I'll talk a little bit about oh, the American Association parks, real, real quick. Um, Fargo, nice park, gorgeous, gorgeous sunset we saw there. Um, but you know, it was a plain park. Really, really big crowd. Ran into uh, Sean McDonald, who we've had on the podcast. Ran into him and his daughter there. Yeah. Uh, affordable. I, I think I caught a couple baseballs there that game. That was pretty. That was something that's never happened. <laughs> Um, so that was, that was a nice place. Um, Fargo. And of course, you know, being a Fargo, it's right there on the campus on North Dakota state university. So I had to sneak into the Fargo dome. I got to oh, go back there for a football game. It looks fun. It, it looked like a really fun place. So yeah. Far, and it's all right there. The basketball stadium. And why does North Dakota state university not have a hockey team? Can somebody explain that to me. It's like URI Rhode Island, not having a hockey team. doesn't make sense. You know, North Dakota has a fantastic arena and hockey team, legendary, but North Dakota State, nothing. And while I was in Fargo, I checked out the uh, Roger Maris Museum. Have you ever been there? No, I've only driven through Fargo. I haven't spent any time there. It's uh, calling a museum is kind of not really being accurate. It's a hallway in a mall. It is in a shopping mall. And apparently Roger Maris wanted it that way. He wanted it somewhere where everybody could access it oh, and nice. where nobody would have to pay. So one hallway of this mall has just all kinds of Roger Maris stuff. And there's a little side room where you could watch a little movie about his life, which was fantastic. So, you know, we killed a good 45 minutes there before we went over to the ballgame. Really, really well done. And it doesn't cost you a dime. And there's also, you know, we were like, this was great. I want to throw a few bucks in the donation tin to support this. They don't even take donations. So you can learn a little bit about Roger Maris and his quest for 61 and we had watched the uh, Billy Crystal movie beforehand, so we know what to expect. But it was it was really, really that's an underrated. Movie. That's a that's a yeah that's underrated movie. You don't it hear is. about it too often, but it's it's well done, and even the special effects hold up. And holy cow, the guys they had playing Maris and Mantle, they couldn't have found yeah. two guys who looked more like them. They they were believable. I think the one guy was Barry Pepper was one. Barry Pepper, and he also played uh, Earnhardt uh, uh-huh. in in his biography. So yeah, he pull, pulls it off. All right, so that was Fargo, and we went to Gary, oh, Indiana. Saw the real. I pack. was there. Okay, I was so there. <laughs> everybody, whenever you say you're going to Gary, everybody always says something like, "Be careful." Be careful. And you're like, no, "All be right, careful. you know what? I I have worked in the inner cities with with people, you know, who are down in their luck or having issues with their life or not in the best neighborhoods." So I'm like, "All right, I, I'm guessing this is all pretty overblown." It's not, man. Oh, I'm, I'm glad that was an overblown. St. Paul was overblown, but Gary wasn't. Yeah. No, the, the, the city of Gary? Yeah. No. It's, wow. When yeah. we drove through the city during the Ooh. daytime. Did you go through Broadway? Because that's like we the main drag. That's yeah. It. And you could tell, like, back in the 50s, this must have been something. Yeah. This place. Yeah. Like, holy cow. Oof. Every single building looked burned out and just covered in graffiti. And you, you can just probably guess all the. The people live in squatting inside and all the stuff that's going on in there. And and it's funny, and they've got like these big signs, Michael Jackson's boyhood home. Yes. You go right down the street. It's like, and that's just this little house. It's nothing. There's nothing there. No, it's and you can't like go inside. Yeah. It's like, no. you know, you go look at you go to Detroit, look at Motown where they were founded. And it doesn't look like much, but when you take the tour, you, you see a lot. But yeah, yeah, Gary, yeah, Gary. Michael Jackson's house, you can just kind of drive by it. Okay. Yeah, Gary to me is uh 
at least when I go, they usually have good crowds. The day I went this year, they didn't have a lot of people. It was very hot. It was like $5 margarita nights, and that was kind of cool. Yeah, nice. uh, but for the most part, I think they I think they get some good crowds. I, I think the people it in the area, yeah, they get decent crowds, enough to say, okay, I'm kind of impressed. And I think their their beverages are pretty cheap. For It was 95 degrees the day we went. I ended oh. up, and we went on an afternoon game. And so I got this uh, giant slushy. And it came in this, you know, 24-ounce cup, and then they piled it on. So it was literally oh, wow. this, this I didn't, big. I, they it, didn't have, lasted, I, it was so hot, it lasted me two innings. But still, I was yeah, happy. I didn't see that. But like I said, I think a lot of people don't just don't feel like dealing with Chicago traffic. Right. Like, Because if you're there in, in the region, which is that that's called that part of Indiana, you don't feel like going to Chicago to see a Sox game and dealing with the traffic, coming back or paying tolls. So you're like, yeah, yeah, I'll do I'll go to Gary. Free parking. Nobody's nice going to bother me there. Yeah, that's nobody's right. going to bother me. But, uh, yeah, it's just too bad the neighborhood is just is what it is. Like, you don't stay there before or no. after the game. You just – you leave. You go to Merrillville or Crown Point. You get out – or you go home. We got out – yeah, we uh, – from Gary, we hightailed it into the city, into Chicago, and I forgot where yeah. we went, but went somewhere. So, yeah, the park was nice. Yeah, like you said, it's an island, though. It's an island in the city. Yeah. Like, wow. Um, been a long time since I've been in a place that run down. And sorry, yeah. Gary, I'm not trying to talk crap about you, but well, <laughs> and then uh, two other American Association places we went. Saw so the Milwaukee Milkmen. Nice. What an interesting ballpark. And you know the best part about that ballpark? Big wide seats. Oh my oh, god! Oh yeah, yeah, they are wide. There was extra room for me in this seat. Oh, there you go. They, they that gets an extra right if you did the oh, review. Man, that was, <laughs> no, I didn't. But. That was like two Fenway seats put together. Oh, like I, was I in a can double, believe that. Felt like I was in a double wide, or, and and Pam actually sat sat a seat away from me. I was like, I can't even touch you. Wow, <laughs> you know those are things that you know should be appreciated because I'm the same way. I don't want a small little chinzy seat. I want a big man seat. That's why I felt like a I felt like the the diet was working. It's like, wow, if I yeah. lost weight, I fit in this chair easy. <laughs> yeah, here, have a milkshake. I know that. I know and that's, that's what, that was the number one concession item. Yeah, milkshake. And we, yeah, you know, milkshakes. We milkshake. Now, how's the neighborhood there? When I was there in 2019, when they first opened, a lot of construction and yep. you know it's safety a whole, areas. It's a whole sports complex. Yeah. So in the winter, that's actually a ski ski slope. Ski slope right there. There's all kinds of baseball and softball fields right, right, and I mean right next to the field. So behind on the third base side, they've got giant nets hooked up now because there's a golf, a high tech golf driving range right on the third base side, and then there's a condo complex and everything. But it had the like the double deck or was it a triple deck, the golf driving range with the computers and everything, and it looked like there was a helicopter landing pad there too. So yeah, it was. Oh yeah, it's a whole, I think you're right. Yeah, no, whole it's... complex. No, that's good to hear because, you know, when you, when I went, you know, we always talk about when you go to a stadium for the first time, because most stadiums now are being built as part of a complex or neighborhood. You know, like when we went down to uh, Columbia, South Carolina, like we thought to ourselves, what would this place look like in five years? And, you know, it'd probably look a lot nicer because, you know, you just have the stadium here. So, yeah, I'm always was kind of curious what Milwaukee will look like. So yeah. good. It's good to hear. It's good to Park hear. Park was nice. Lots, lots of room everywhere. I mean, you can yeah. just walk around yeah. and around. Yeah, so that was did. nice. Oh, I thought you were going to say something. No, and no, then uh, to close out, to close out the American Association, we visited the newest park in the league, Lake Country, the Dock Hounds. The review cool. is coming out tomorrow. Lake Country's not going to be happy. 
Uh, you know, it's funny. I, I talked to, uh, oh, I forget the gentleman's name. It's Jared Kelnick's father, the, the Seattle Mariner player. Well, he's actually in Tacoma right now. I had a conversation with his father on a, on a podcast of mine earlier in the year. And yeah, he was talking about how they were going to have, uh, like down the third and first baselines. They're going to have like miniature kayaks. Yep. As seats. Yep. Yeah. I, w- I was kind of curious what that looked like. Okay. What, so did- first thing that hits you when you, when you go into, uh, I don't, I don't want to say it and butcher it. Anima, Anima Wakak. Anima Wakak. Oh yeah. Oh God. I had to practice that when I talked it to him. Did, and it doesn't, it's not pronounced like it's spelled, but there's five yeah. O's in it. Anima Wakak. I think it's called. Anima Wakak. I- yes. You got it right there, Mark. Okay. Um, oh, I remember. But anyway, it's Anima right Wakak. off the highway. Yeah. So you, you think you're going to take the highway, you're going to take the thing and go right into the parking lot. Nope. You go off the highway, come around, and then they make you take a detour. And you go down oh, the street, all the way around. Why? Up, and you come in the other side. So, of course, being being the stadium journey curious kind of guy and wise-ass that I am, ask the poor lady who's working in the parking lot, why the hell do we just drive three miles to get into this parking lot right off the highway? And she said opening night was just incredible. It was a mess. There were accidents. Traffic was backed up onto the highway. So what we're doing is we're making all the cars going the same way. So you end up taking the long way around. Well, that that's the thing. I don't think they're going to get those crowds on most of the night. So opening night, they sold out. The night we were there, they there was probably a, a thousand people in a yeah. you know four thousand seat ballpark. So it wouldn't have been an issue. But anyway, so interestingly, this ballpark was built. It's going to be the first step, like you said, Mark, community center. There's going to be like a gym complex and uh some kind of other like a community kitchen and uh, another gym or something this is step one the ballpark and they built it so that they can use it for for, uh, baseball for lacrosse for soccer and i think for football so they built the ballpark to accommodate all those sports you and i have both been to gastonia yes interesting design that kind of we both kind of like they kind of work multi-purpose sports facility I don't think Milwaukee worked that well. So what they did for baseball is you come into this Lake Country. Yeah, Lake Country. What did I just call? It? I'm sorry. Milwaukee. Um, yeah. Well, it's near Milwaukee. <laughs> it's near Milwaukee. Um, there's no seats behind home plate. It's open. Yeah. Yeah. I saw the video it's you got, sent me. It, it's got two decks, which you can buy tables, which are nice. You can buy a table for I think 80 bucks, and you've got table that seats four, and you can go. You have drink service and all that stuff. So that's pretty cool. The the seating is just. Uh, one thing on the third base side, one thing on the first base side. Just a row of seats. Down, further down the right field, they have the kayaks you were talking about that you can buy a kayak, seat 10 people, and then you can hook it up with like a drink package or a food package. There's inflatables down there. There's a bar down there. There's a basketball court down there. There were teenagers playing basketball all through the game. It doesn't have the 360 concourse. It's just very limited. And underneath, very, very tight, very odd design choices, in my opinion. The concession stands don't look like concession stands. They kind of look like just little ticket windows. So you go up to this little window, you get your food and stuff. And so it's very cramped. Wow. So they kind of tried to make it serve all masters, and I don't think it really works for any of them. You can see why, you know, if you're going to use it for soccer or lacrosse, you don't want the seats in the corner. That's the worst spot for seats. So they got the two grandstands going down either sideline. That makes sense. But for baseball, it takes away the prime seats. Uh, you know, because I noticed even when they came up with their logo, it didn't really seem like a baseball logo to me. It's too much was going on. Like, you know, most logos these days are just kind of straight into the point, you know, perfect for social media. 
And then their logo has all these like different shades and stuff going on. Uh, how was merchandise? Did you notice the stand there? Okay, so when uh, they have a, they <laughs> oh. have a small store. Okay. Now you know you know me. You you have all seen my man cave, and you've seen the the obscene amount of stuff that I collect. So when we go to a ball game, there's uh, I think there's four items we got to get. Got to get a baseball. You got to get a pin. You got to get an ice cream helmet. And Pam's got to get a mascot. Nothing. 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 Shirts and hats. Shirts and hats. All they had. Yeah. We did have, they did get ice cream helmets. We did, did get ice cream helmets. Okay. Well, that, that's, yeah, that's good to hear. Yeah. So, yeah. It's, it's, that's confusing. It's like, guys, like, like, you don't have baseballs? Like, really? Not the only ballpark we came across with no baseballs. Schaumburg yeah. did not have baseballs either. Oh, that doesn't surprise you about Schaumburg. Yeah. And we also, we closed out Chicago by hitting up Joliet and Schaumburg. Ooh. And the girl with the purple hair was not working the bar. There was a girl there who might have had purple hair at one time, but okay. she was not there when I was there. Yeah, I like Joliet. Uh, jo- the problem with Joliet, yeah. it was a rainy, rainy, crappy day. Uh, I know. When we got there, the field was underwater. But within an hour, they had it ready to go. Yeah, because um, it's, like, it's like a nice... Joliet. Yeah, I like Joliet, too. I think it's one of those underrated ballparks. I mean, it's it's had a comical turn of like, what are we going to call this? Because that was the ballpark they're going to call Cards Against the Humanity. And, you know, there it was Silver Cross Park or Silver Cross Stadium, and they lost the they lost the name and rights, but the name was still there. Uh, but, yeah, I think it's a nice I think it's a very nice ballpark and it has yeah. some nice features, has some great features. They had uh, an Italian beef style nacho with Italian beef and, and some cheese yep. and jaranara. Uh, and I thought their prices were not that bad. No. Yeah, it's a cool it's a very cool ballpark. And I remember center field had a, like a basketball court and. Uh, it has a what is the uh, the ballpark that is accessible? I can't think of Miracle Field or what's it called? It's handicap accessible baseball field. They got a little one out there where those ball where those basketball. Oh, uh, okay. I can't okay, think so of the, I'm sorry, I can't think of the name of them right now. But that no, was really cool. And I got to, I had never seen one before, so I got to go out, out there. It was open, so we went and walked around and yeah, looking at it. yeah, that Julie, yeah, de- definitely. Like, yeah, if we had to do like an underrated ballpark that people don't really talk about but yep. maybe should that that be on and it has like some trees and park benches and yep. certain spots at yeah a lot of room i love trees on the concourse i said that while we were there, there yeah a couple, there are a couple Me, of trees on nice. the other side on yeah. the concourse as you go farther down like, yeah you know what? i like trees on the concourse yeah it, it yeah it adds a nice like i think i think louisville has that now and i know columbus clippers have that and that really stands out it's like that's nice nice little shade little natural shade yeah yep and then Schaumburg, I mean, there was only about 100 people at Joliet because of the weather. Yeah, that's but, always and, stinks. And you know what? No, I love it when it's like that, like spread out. Yeah. Of course, the first set, seats we sat in, somebody seats. Uh, really, they, really? Really, guys? Really? <laughs> 5,000 seats, are you going to... There's always one course? person. Yep. So that was nice. And Schaumburg was, was nice enough, too. And uh, let's see, what else happened on the trip? Bumped into our correspondent, Eric Hasman at Gary. That was yes. cool, and he gave me he gave me free tickets to Schaumburg. So, ah, the hookup. Uh, yes, he hooked me up. I guess you uh, didn't talk politics with him. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> but that's all right. Yeah. So yeah, right. that was that we was like my baseball. trip. That's right. We we talked we, the common knowledge, common language yeah. of baseball. Yeah. And I also saw the Twins at Target Field. Target Field still one of my favorite major league ballparks. Good. Now, yeah, because I kind I don't think I hyped that up. I do say it's a nice ballpark. So, yeah, that's uh, that's a good time there. Yeah, and uh, yeah, that's fun. That's fun to do those ballpark trips. I 
it's, you know, that part, like Chicago, you can do so many different ballparks and then shoot up to Milwaukee or yep. shoot up over to, uh, you know, Madison, Wisconsin, Rockford to see some stuff or, you know, go over to Toledo and Detroit. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a really cool, it's, you know, there's, there's a lot of, and you know, you didn't go to Kane County. That's another. We've been there before. That's why we didn't yeah. go. Okay. But you know, sometimes you can't hit them all. And of course the White Sox, you had been there before and we had five and three days, man. We had everybody yeah, playing at five, home. Five, God, five and three days. That's like, that's like a wet and, dream for a ballpark hunter. And, five and three days. And if we could have gotten parking, we would have done the Chicago sky also. Oh yeah. But we couldn't, what, we couldn't get in. What happened there? Well, yeah. You told me you couldn't get in. What was there the was reason? Some kind of convention going on. It's So that's on the, uh, the Paul campus. I don't know if that's on campus, but it's right next to the convention center. Yeah, it's next and to there the convention was an anime, center. There was an anime convention going on because there were people in costumes walking everywhere. Okay. And so the garage, this giant garage right across the street, it was full. So we couldn't get in there. We didn't have tickets, too. And so we looked around a couple parking lots were full, and then we drove by the front of the arena, and there was lines everywhere. It's like, you know what? Let's just let's yeah, and I I'm sure spend thirty dollars not get a ticket. And let's I'm just sure, go to Joliet. Yeah, and I'm sure that parking would have been fifty bucks at least. Uh, I think it was twenty five. Yeah. Oh, okay, not that bad. Yeah, I'm just okay. So that's just the Milwaukee Bucks who try to rip you off for parking <laughs> outside their stadium. But yeah, no, no, I hear you. Uh, you know, out of those ballparks, which one sort of shot surprised you the most? Like, hey, this is kind of this is much better than I thought. I really like Milwaukee. Uh, okay. We, uh, we're good. talking the independent ones, right? Uh, yeah, I mean, anyone. Yeah, independent, uh, yeah, summer the, collegiate. Um, the only summer collegiate one we went to was Mayo Field in Rochester. Yeah, that's an older the, stadium. The Honkers. Hey, that was old and it looks old, and, but it was fun. Yeah. Yeah. No, and no. Yeah. Old parts too. That's, what, that's what I love about summer college, at least out in this part of the country. It's really kept a lot of old historic ball. It has. It has. And, and it's, yeah, same with the Northwoods League. And, you know, uh, but, you know, uh, speaking of all ballparks, I went to Ned Skelton Stadium, which used to be the, the, Toledo. the to- Toledo Mudheads home from 1965 to 03, I didn't think that I knew it was still standing. I didn't know that. Did you 40- go inside it? I, got, I went inside it. I've got some pictures for you, Mark. There's a 45 and up baseball league that plays there. It's eight teams. Guys from all over the area. And they'll play, I think it's three or f- it's three games during the day. Like each team plays a game. Uh, so maybe it's four games. I don't know. But I'm driving. I'm like, yeah, let, let, let me just try to get some pictures from like maybe the outfield area behind yeah. the fence. And I saw people playing there. I'm like, wait a minute. Is, what the hell's going on here? So I walked inside. I walked around on the grandstand. I walked up the, the, the seating. I you didn't took- fall through? I didn't fall through. I, I did think about that. Uh, if you look at the con, if you look at the the bottom concourse behind, yeah, it's dilapidated. You know, overgrown through it. Yeah, yeah, and and they don't let they have barriers, so you could walk down the stairs, but you just can't enter the concourse. Believe you me, I was going to walk around, and I'm, I'm looking at these guys, probably you know, my age, your age, and older. I mean, there was a guy who was like 63 playing baseball. See, Billy, I have a heart attack on national TV. No, didn't have a heart attack. Didn't have a heart attack. But no, he was he was playing well. I was actually talking to the guy. She's like, hey, you want to play? You know, you want to sign up next year? I said, I don't, I don't I live three hours away. I can't. But yeah, that that was that was a great surprise. I had a lot of fun. I do have a video coming up soon. 
And I do have an article posted, so I did take some pictures. But yeah, I was like a kid in a candy store. There might have been seven people in the grandstand, yeah. and this is like a twelve thousand seat stadium. But yeah, it yeah, was it's amazing it was, that that was considered state of the art. Yeah, no, it I remember. Like, uh, yeah, I used to work with uh, Ken Ryan, who played in the major leagues for eight years, and he uh, played for the Red Sox and the Phillies. And I went on one of my trips, and when I came back, of course, Ken wants to see all the pictures. He, he used to eat up, eat this stuff up. And I told him I took a detour to Ned Skelton, did what you did, walked around the place, yeah. took pictures. And he couldn't believe it, and he was telling me, all right, yeah, the locker room used to be over here, and we used to have to walk through here to come up. And he was just amazed yeah. by how bad it was. And I'm sure that was maybe five, six years ago. So. Yeah, yeah I, was, yeah, I was just shocked. Now, I heard they're knocking it down in the fall. But a lot of the guys, everybody had a different story. It's like, well, that's what they say. But, you know, nobody knows what they're doing. And some people say they're going to keep that, that you know, funky-looking press box structure up. But who knows? It'd be nice if they kept something up, you know, a reminder. Right. Like, they're, they're going to keep the field. They're going to allow those guys to still play there. Uh, but they're just not uh, – I mean, yeah, what, you know, what are you going to do with a 10,000-seat stadium? You know, but it'd be nice if you did something to it. Uh, speaking of older stadiums, I did Detroit. So I was coming back from Detroit on that. Uh, I went to where the old Tiger Stadium was. That's now yep. called the ball, ballpark at the corner. And I got to tell you something. If I was at this stadium 10, 20 years ago, let's say 20, not well, even still 20, being used. Yeah. 2005. If I was there, right. You know, like after the Tigers moved out, I, I would not be walking around that street because I would not feel safe. Holy moly, that place is a lot different now. Apartment complexes, new buildings pop up. I mean, Detroit <laughs> is a happening place again. I got to tell you something. When we, we talk about our favorite cities, it's going to probably be Detroit because I, I had a blast up there, and I should have stayed at least another day and uh, just checked out a few more things. Yeah. But, yeah, where Old Tiger Stadium is, it's a small little ballpark with synthetic field. Yeah, it's like a Babe Ruth uh, field now. It's like a bay, but yeah, but they have a, uh, a one of the local colleges play there. Oh, and okay. and they when I was there, it was a flag. It was a seven on seven football game with a tournament. So they had a bunch of kids playing football. I walked in. I I just walked in. I said, "Yeah, I'm with the media," and they just let me go in. And I, I had a blast just walking around there, yeah. taking photos. Anybody in there? Huh? No, they'll let anybody. You just you just show me your stadium journey card. That's it. We got. No, I'm supposed help. to be here. Yeah, I'm supposed to be here. Yeah, I did the same I... thing, Mark, where one time when I passed through Detroit, only they hadn't yeah. built the stadium yet. So it was just an, a big empty field. The only thing left there yeah. from Tiger Stadium the flag was the flagpole. Yeah. Center field. And of course, I had this plan on our trip and we had driven all the way up to Detroit. So, of course, in the trunk of our car was our gloves. So I said, man, nice. let's grab the, grab the gloves. We're going out and playing catch on Tiger Stadium. And uh, I got all kinds of pictures of us on the mound. Yeah. Yeah. I did. I did the same thing, except my wife's like, why do you want to hang out on a, a, a like, like what, yeah. what's so great about this place? But yeah. And I also went to Hamtramck. Uh, there was an old Negro league stadium that has been renovated and uh, there was a, a youth game going on. Beautiful little grandstand, uh, no frills. It's just an old ballpark, but I was there about six years ago when it was dilapidated and uh, covered up with graffiti and glass and God knows what. And now it's a place where they have baseball again. So, you know, that's Ham Tram, right? No, no, that's Hinch. Well, that's a similar. No, that's Hinchcliffe, Hinchcliffe, which that's getting a renovated. I've also been there when it was old, that old and renovate old and dilapidated. No, these are two old Negro league ballparks that, that suffer the same fate. Hinchcliffe is a lot bigger. Hamtramck is a small grandstand. 
that's near the Detroit City Football uh, Club Stadium. And uh, Hamtramck, I had uh, there's a, a Bangladesh style pizza place. And actually, the guys who opened it are from Patterson, where Hinchcliffe is at, and New Jersey, that is. And uh, they have a pizza with uh, a tandoori chicken pizza, which was freaking delicious, Detroit-style tandoori chicken. And uh, I also went to see Co-America Ballpark, uh, Co-America Field, or Co-America Park, I'm losing my mind, where the Detroit uh, Tigers play. Beautiful little ballpark. It didn't stand out to me, but it's it's a nice place. I mean, I'm not going to knock it. Uh, there was nothing there that said, oh, my God, what a great place. But I think it gives you whatever you need. It's got statues. It has history. It has a great kids area. Uh, it's it's full of excitement. I love the entrances where the Tigers are. Yeah. That's probably, that's probably one of the best entrances in all of baseball. If you're the Tigers, you might as well have that. And uh, on my way back, I did check out uh, two Great Lakes Summer Collegiate League stadiums. One of them was in uh, the Lima Locos, which is uh, about an hour or so south of Toledo in Ohio. And the other one was the Grand Lakes Mariners, which is in Salina, Ohio. This is a two-hour drive for me right now. Small town. Ballpark sits about 500. It's near a lake. There's a giant lake there. And it's a pretty little town. I've never heard of this place. The only reason I was out there, it was to see this Mariners team. And my God, I had such a great time there. They had a beer garden. They had $4 craft beers. They had something called Mariner sauce. They had people and kids running around. It, it, was a, it wasn't a fancy stadium, but uh, they're building onto it because a hurricane, not a hurricane, a tornado destroyed it a few years ago. Uh, but they have an indoor batting cage. They have uh, a nice room for the press box. They have great dugouts for the home team. They're, they're rebuilding that on the opposite side. So this is a stadium that is sort of being rebuilt piece by piece. And I think when they're finally done, you're, you're going to have a nice little complex there. And like I said, it's right near the lake with a trail around it. Uh, there's a downtown with some nice little restaurants to go to. And just two hours away from me in this small little town, which I had never heard of before. <laughs> so that was a nice gems, little, yeah. yeah, the hidden gem. And you're right. You go there. And once again, it's like, Hey, I want stadium journey. And you start talking to people and you meet the owners because at these type of ballparks, the owners are there. They're watching the games. They're part of the community. They're, they're the head baseball coach of a high school team and shoot. They'll talk year off. I mean, of it's happened to me. I went for hockey. Yeah. Yeah. It's just such a fun time. And that's, I love really going to these small ballparks now because, you know, there's, there's always, you know, like Lima, Lima had local hot dogs and brats being cooked on the grill by volunteers and the place was packed. It was, it's, it was a 400 seat stadium. They had about 300 some people. There. Nice. And it was, you know, not a, it's, it's kind of a junky little ballpark, but you know, people there to watch the baseball. So I had a great time. That's awesome. That's awesome. So it sounds like we had some busy summers. Oh, yeah. It's not so. over yet. <laughs> I hope it's not. I hope it's not. No, no. no yeah. So fall, fall is awesome, man. Now, now you got multiple sports to choose from. Yes. So uh, before we wrap up, Gregory Koch, our, long, our best listener, our number one listener, has been cracking jokes in the uh, the Twitch room all Just like him. All night. So uh, let's see. So we talked when we were talking about Cincinnati not being East. 
He says, well, if Texas is in the Southeast Conference, then Cincinnati's definitely East. You might be right. <laughs> he said, well, I don't know what we were talking about here, but he says, there's apparently a secret virtual golf driving range in the rafters of Gamfell Pavilion, which is the basketball huh. court at UConn. And I've been there many times, so now you know I'm going to look for this. He says yeah, one really. of his college friends claims he snuck in there once. So now yeah. I've got to go. Gregory, next time I go to Gamble, I am looking for that. Pictures or it didn't range. happen. Right. Uh, you know what? I say that all the time on the internet, and nobody ever shows me their boobs. So yeah, I've never seen a bear. I've never seen a pair. Never mind. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, dirty old man alert. And what else he say? Oh, <laughs> dirty. Oh, Dan needs to say "Okay, Boomer" to Paul when he talks about the Schomburg Boomers. I know he's always wanted to. Okay, Boomer. I've never wanted to say that to you. Your I'm buddy not a Eric Boomer Cut. fan. I am a Gen X. Yes. Your, your buddy, your buddy Eric. He's a Boomer. And oh, this is good. He says it literally costs less to illegally park on the street outside Audi Field in DC and get a ticket than it does to park in a lot. Yes, yes, it does. Yep. Gee, so parking wow. tickets in D.C. are pretty cheap then, huh? I and, mean, but, you know most, I, I mean, I mean how, how much how much less are we talking about, Greg? <laughs> how much? I've been to the Audi Field, and I don't want to leave my car on the street in that neighborhood, man, because you're, no, you're back no tires. You're, <laughs> nah, you're fine. No one's going to mess with your car. Not there. Nah, I'm kidding. I've actually stayed down there for a game, a Nationals game. Nice. Well, the only thing I'm mad about Audi Field is, is it took it took over my favorite parking spot to go to Nats Park. I never parked on that side. I always was up on the other side. Or, or we took the subway. You know, I, I haven't been to well, DC to see either of those stadiums. It's been a while. There was a great five ten dollar parking spot. It was basically a dirt field. Yeah, right past Nat, Nats Park where Audi Field is now all gone because we had to and have soccer, soccer there. Yeah. Well, hey, like, you know what? I'm glad it's, you're there because the 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 union beat the holy hell out of the United frequently. So I'm just happier than a pig in poo. Are pigs actually happy when they're in poo? Yes. Them? Let's yes. All right. Yes. So I guess that's where we're going to wrap it up for tonight. What a busy summer, man! Now I'm ready for the fall. I'm ready to. We'll do this again in a couple months. Maybe we won't wait a couple months to put the journey in stadium. Yeah, because no, like, yeah, I. Can we, I I did not talk a lot. Of, I did not mention some other stadiums, but yeah, me neither. You know, like the Lake Lake County Corn Dogs, but yeah, it's. I think and we, we still went this. well over an hour. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so uh, let's see. Dave's not here with us, but if you would like to follow him online, you can follow him at Profan Nine. Dan, where can our listeners follow you? Uh, the uh, you can follow me making fun of the fact that the United the Union have beat the United thirteen to zero over the last. Two games this year uh, at Dan Lloyd three. Ha ha, Craig. Uh, Greg. Sorry, there's a Craig and a Greg, and I always. You. And Mark, what do you got coming up before we get together again in two weeks? And uh, where can uh, I listen? It's probably your growing media empire. Uh, Ballpark Hunter on YouTube and Twitter and, and TikTok and Instagram and all those Have good places. Media empire, everybody. Ignores. Media. Me, well, yeah. Well, you know what? If I was part of Curve Brim, if I was part of Curve Brim Media, that'd be a media empire. But I'm not. yeah, so that'd be nice. Yeah. yeah, that would be nice. So just just throwing it out there, guys. Uh, anyway, uh, yeah, you can you can follow me there. But I don't know if I have any place to go to. I just went to a Colts game. I went to an Indiana Fever game at the Butler Fieldhouse. I went to training camp, which was a lot of fun. You know, I don't know if every NFL team does a cool training camp site. 
that's uh, geared to families. So uh, I'll be going someplace. I am making plans. It is college football. I'm looking at uh, Butler. I'm looking at Purdue, IU. I do want to go check out Wabash, which is Division Three. They just opened up a new stadium last year. So believe you me, I do have uh, some Saturdays penciled in. And uh, in October, and I know we'll talk before then, I would love to go check out Michigan University to see a hockey game there because I heard it's pretty cool and fun and exciting. Talking about Yoast? Yes, Yoast. Yes. I know Dave Cotney would be like, dude, you got to go there. Yep. I know he, he talks highly of place. it. Yes, his favorite place. So, you know, we'll see. We'll see because that's my October break. And I'd like to kind of do Michigan, go into Sarnia and go into Windsor, do some junior hockey. And, uh, but unfortunately, the Red Wings aren't playing. So, damn, kind of screws things Darn. up. Darn. Oh, shucks. But yeah, college football's coming up. And who knows? It's still baseball season until, because uh, to me, it feels like the fall because it's October. I mean, I'm sorry, because it's school started for me last month. Right. But no, it's still summer, guys. Baseball's still being played, and it's being played for a little bit longer. And the minor it's, leagues go longer now than they yes, used to. Because it used they to go be Labor long. Day. Labor Day, that's it. Done. But now. Yeah. No, you're absolutely right. A couple more weeks. The AAA I, goes till the end of September. Yeah, I got to tell myself that. I go, wait a minute. They're not over this in a, this weekend. They're, 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 they're going to be played. Right. Yeah. All right. So let's see. What do I got planned? Uh I'm back behind the mic. I had a month off between the end of uh, end of baseball season and the beginning of football, but UMass Dartmouth football starts on Saturday, so I will be at Cressy Field. If you were in Dartmouth, Massachusetts, feel free to stop on by, and you can you can hear these lovely tones, right? And then uh, let's see what else is happening. We're going somewhere else this weekend because it's Labor Day weekend, and we've got the time off, so but, uh, football will end you know, three o'clock on Saturday. And then we got Saturday night. We got Sunday. We got Monday. Not sure where we're going yet. I'm trying to push Pam into going up to Quebec because we can catch on Ooh. Sunday. We can do a double header. We can do the Trois Rivières Eagles. Oh, we need and, to review uh, those. The Quebec, Quebec, Quebec oh, Capital. Quebec. Oh, yeah, so, we do. I'm hoping to You're going to go to Video Tron Center, baby. Well, there's no hockey going on this early, but just walk around. No, so yeah, we, we do. Look at it. Get in there and walk around. Sure. Yeah. Like he said, maybe the ice, maybe the ice will be down. Think. Maybe you could take some shots on goal. Bring my skates. Yeah, and no, now I, yeah, Quebec. That be we do need to review Quebec. That's like one of those one stadiums we don't have right. anything on. Right, well, we'd have it if Gary Bettman wasn't such a schmuck. <laughs> <laughs> well, really, a review of uh, the Quebec Capitals. Capitals. Now we don't have that. Yeah, Gary Bettman's <laughs> on it. They have to talk about something else. Yeah, you're right. The Triple A season goes until the 28th. Wow, yep. look at that. Of course, I know this. Nice, oh, man. nice. No, they didn't okay. just make me present for nothing. Yes, they did. Yes. Um, and then the, the following weekend. <laughs> you were the next guy. Uh, so yeah, my name was Paul, and you know, Paul Sweeney, Paul Baker, close enough. Um, and then the following weekend, not sure what we're doing either. My choices are either going to be to do a stadium journey review for Stonehill College, which is making the leap up to Division One. Maybe we'll catch their first home football game. Or... This is, why, this is what might screw me out of Quebec is because the following weekend, I found that I can do a triple header in Maine. We can do U-Maine football, the Lewiston, not the Maniacs, the Lewiston Nordiques junior hockey team and the NAHL, and then the Portland Sea Dogs. So might end up doing that in two weekends. So stay tuned. We'll, we'll, fight, we'll figure out where, where in the world is Paul San Diego, right? 
<laughs> so yeah, no triple headers. If you could do a triple header, that's that's uh, that's like everybody's dream, just to knock off three three events in one day. Well, that would be over two days, actually. Oh, over two days. Okay, not it bad. It would be uh, two day, two games on a Saturday, one on a Sunday. Okay, well, yeah. that'd be le- yeah. And stay overnight up in Maine. Yeah, stay in Maine. Which okay. Is, oh, yeah. Which Pam will never say no to. No. Yeah. Get some uh, moxie. Oh no. <laughs> she'll she'll say no to that. Mark, my, my my mom grew up in Maine. She grew up in uh, Pittsfield, Holton, Maine, and then Pittsfield, yeah. Maine, and she doesn't like moxie. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's it's an acquired taste. It I don't is. hate it. It's like I like it. Soda. Yeah, I don't like licorice. it. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't hate it, but I can't see myself drinking it. Like I would a Diet Coke, or you know. Yeah, I tried it once. That was enough. Yeah, I'm done. So it's not like going to Polar Park in Worcester and having an orange dry, or going down yeah. to North Carolina and having a cheer wine. Having a cheer wine. Or what else? There's, a, there's another local soda that I've tried that was really good. I can't think of it. Ale eight one in Kentucky. No, I've only been to Louisville, in Kentucky. Yeah, lo- local soda. Yeah, there's there's plenty of them. There you go. There's a there's another podcast idea. There you go. Well, anyway, <laughs> if you're looking for stadium reviews, go to the website stadiumjourney.com. You'll find over 2,600 different stadium reviews. You'll find news items. You'll find other feature stories like the ones Mark was talking about earlier. Uh, connect with us on our social media channels at Stadium Journey. Audio versions of the Stadium Journey podcast can be found. Pick up your phone. Search HIAC Talk Radio Network wherever you look for your podcast. You'll find us or go to HIACTalkRadio.com. Look at that in Advent. <laughs> Video simulcast of the podcast can be found on Stadium Journey's YouTube page and our classic episodes. Our back catalog can be found at VOCNation.com. And join us for live streams every other Tuesday night at 7 Eastern at DanLaw.tv. In two weeks, we'll be back. That'll be September 13th. Since we're talking about it's fall, it's college football season. Our old friend Andrew Bowles is going to join us. He's going to talk about his college football trip <laughs> for the year. He was just in Hawaii last weekend. Yeah. No, this guy's yeah. already been to like five college football games. Yeah, he's uh, <laughs> he's closing in on the end of he's. If you if you have not heard Andrew on this show, you've got to come. He's he tell he's a great storyteller. He his goal is to see football game in all. What is it now? One hundred and thirty six, maybe. All the FBS football stadiums, and the number keeps growing. And he, is yeah, I was gonna say, and he, but and every time he inches closer, there's more. Yep. <laughs> another another bunch jumps up to the next level. So uh, Andrew will be with us in two weeks. Join us all then. As always, thanks everyone for your support. Thanks for uh, waiting for us through the long month of August. We appreciate your support. We appreciate you joining us tonight. So for Dan, Mark, and Dave, this is Paul. Wishing you all safe journeys, and close games. Hope to see you on the road again real soon. Be safe out there.